It is no secret that the travel industry has undergone some major changes in the past few years. And even though it is back and booming, so much of why and how we travel has changed. Welcome to Travel Redefined. I'm Sarah Dandeshi and I'm your host, and I'm excited to talk to thought leaders in the hospitality and travel space for insight on the future of travel. All right, welcome back to another episode of Travel Redefined. Today's guest, we were actually just talking a little bit before this, and we have a lot of overlapping um, properties that we worked at, which just lets you know the travel and hospitality industry is such a small community. Um, but we're going to have a wonderful conversation today. I love what he's doing with his property. He's got some wonderful, unique insights that I know that we're all going to take away a lot from. So without further ado, I want to introduce today's guest, uh, Raj Radke, who is the managing director at the Daxton Hotel. So welcome, Raj. Thank you so much for joining uh, us. Thank you so much. It is amazing to see how our paths have crossed in this beautiful world called luxury hospitality. I mean, you and me were in the same iconic building that is the quintessential address for luxury hospitality, Four Seasons Georgetown. It is. It's such a small world. So, and, and this is, this is, again, it's like, it just shows you really, you know, how interconnected we are. And I know today we're going to have a great conversation. So welcome to Travel Redefined. Uh, Want to just go ahead and dive in and hear more about you, your story. So obviously as managing director of um, at the Daxton in Birmingham, by the way, you are in this pretty cool position that you get to see out a few changes or you have been seeing out a few changes and then certainly moving forward. But to kick things off, to kind of set the stage, set the table, I'd love to hear a little bit more of your background. How did you get into hospitality? Oh, wow. I just actually, it feels like it was yesterday, but just clocked in 30 years as of last year. Started my journey wow. in 1991 and never looked back. And so the whole idea of taking a leap of faith in something that you truly believe in, that comes from the heart. And I love to play with words. And so I'm going to expand that word heart. A lot of people have used it uh, ad nauseum, but they don't explain what it means and what it stands for in our industry, service industry. And so when you spread the word heart, it actually spreads out to become he who has the art to create, curate true moments of truth that go on to become memories for guests has the true heart for hospitality. I could be a grocery bagger. I could be a toilet cleaner. I could be a pilot. I could be a nurse. I could be a doctor. I could be a teacher. But the heart is what leads you into the service industry. So that's the basic mantra that has kept me in good stead, if you will. But the journey began in India. I grew up in India. And being an Indian, I think it is ingrained in you. Uh, it's all about hospitality and guess is God. I mean, the oldest language in the, in the world is called Sanskrit. And in that, there's a phrase and it's called Atiti Devo Bhava. Literally means guest is God. And so think about me as an impressionable kid watching my mom cleaning the house, cooking the dishes, uh, plucking flowers from the garden to make a little arrangement on the center table, actually plucking the basil and the uh, mint and the rosemary and thyme sprigs and creating a bouquet, if you will, on the dining table because friends were coming home for dinner. My dad polishing his scotch glasses, you know, lining up the vinyls for the turntable saying, that's the first record we will play and then it will be followed by this and just that beauty. And what today I teach everyone is not in the chandelier, it's not in the Italian marble. Luxury hospitality is in the feel. The moment you step in, you either feel it or not, you don't. And the feeling comes from these moments, beautiful tender moments of creation because you are truly 
intending to treat your guests as God. And G-O-D now, in my book, when I write that, will stand for guest of distinction. Doesn't matter how much they spend, but guest of distinction. So going back to my story, as I saw my parents, uh, you know, create these beautiful moments of truth, turning into memories, and senses were evolved, sense of smell, sense of space, sense of, uh, I mean, uh, the cooking in the air. I mean, just the beauty of the music in the air um, somehow has propelled me as, was, as I was growing up uh, to become a hotelier. And sure enough, I ended up being in a hotel school in India, graduated in 1991, never looked back. And one thing led to another in 96, I became part of the Four Seasons Hotels fabric, and that became our travel vehicle, if you will, as my tour of duties brought me to various parts of the world, uh, Singapore, Indonesia, Sydney, Australia, Bahamas, Washington, D.C., Austin, Texas. I mean, what a journey, what a school, and that prepped me to truly become a hotelier because it's not only about guest interactions, it's also about bookkeeping, it's about the financials, it's about the strategies of sales and marketing. I mean, it's a gamut of art and science. And so, in short, I guess I was destined to be a server in my life. Absolutely. Okay. I have chills just listening to your story <laughs> here. Okay. I really do. Like, I, I think anybody that is in hospitality probably got chills as they were listening to that. And I'm like writing notes because I'm like, oh, wow, you just came right out the gate and we're dropping a lot. I can't wait for the rest of this conversation. Wow. Um, you truly embody hospitality and it's, it is something so unique. And when you get to speak to somebody with, your background, your upbringing, your frame of mind. I mean, how you're talking about how you were raised. It really has prepared you into this world of hospitality and you can't, you, you can't make that up at all. So well, I'll give you two quick stories and I apologize if I'm digressing a little bit, but I have to, I, I feel, I, I have to tell you these two stories. So I'm the drug food and beverage at St. Regis Aspen. And um, we have the governors, uh, Republican Governors Association, RGA, happening at our hotel and all the donors and all the Republican governors coming up. And I'm in the lobby as part of the welcome committee because I want to be always all about high tech and high touch, which we'll speak again about in, in a moment. But uh, I see this big burly man walking in. My eyes go to his shoes. His shoelaces are open and I'm trying to say something. And by the time I can say something, he's already walked away and he's at the front desk. So I straight away went to him, went on my knees, I said, excuse me, sir, may I? And he goes, huh, what? And I just tied his shoelace. And I was dressed to the tee with my pocket squares and you name it, and you know, being a direct food beverage at this beautiful Siemens Hotel. And uh, the guy just put his head, uh, hand on my head and said, God bless you, thank you so much. I said, I don't want you to trip in your home away from home. Please enjoy Aspen. And I walked away. That evening, I get a call. Uh, Mr. Rathke, someone is looking for you downstairs. So I go down in the lobby and I see this guy with, like, you can make out, Secret Service agent and big gun and you know, the badge. And I said, oh my God, what the hell happened? And this guy goes, Mr. Radke, governor would like to say hello to you. And I have no idea which governor. So I walk into the hallway into one of the rooms and there were four or five people. And uh, this guy says, Raj, meet Raj, my best friend. He saved me today. And I go, oh, my God. And that was Bill Richardson of New Mexico. Governor Bill Richardson became a good friend. Um, While I'm doing that, Nikki Haley goes, I know Raj from uh, my travels before. He helped me and my staff because I was trying to celebrate my staff's birthday. Uh, Rick Perry goes, okay, I know Raj better than you guys because Rich, Raj was at the force in Austin, Texas, and he used to always look after me and Rita, my wife. I said, Governor Perry, so nice to see you. I mean, literally, next day on was I'm walking to the hotel. They were there for 10 nights. Everyone, Mr. Ratke, Mr. Ratke, my GM pulled me aside and said, who the hell do they think you are? I'm the GM, and they're treating you as one. And I said, sweetheart, you have to be in the trenches. You have to go to the grind to get to the glory. And that's the whole idea of high touch. Another story. 
uh, it's June, late June, summertime. I'm walking down the street to get into the bus to go through the valley to go to Basalt, where we live in Aspen again. And there's an old black American gentleman walking towards me, waddling my way, father's, my father's age, black suit and hat and you name it, and he's sweating. And so we cross each other, we smile, something triggered in me. I turned around and said, may I get a bottle of water? And it was, excuse me? Uh, I said, I think you're a pastor. I'm literally looking, looking at the building, I pointed out. I said, that's same reason as uh, Aspen, I'm right there, so why don't I get you a bottle of water? And he goes, that's so nice of you, young man. Let's go. Held my hand. We walked. Uh, what's your name? My name is John. And what brings you to Aspen, John? Oh, actually, Aspen Institute invited me for a lecture. I said, where's home? Oh, home is in Atlanta. Great. Ignorance is bliss. I have no idea who is. Except that I'm looking at him as a father figure who's parched. I want to serve. And bring him to the, to the, to the hotel in the lobby. He sit down, get him a bottle of water. Just like I have this water bottle now. Uh, uh, Oshibori. He wipes his face and the guy comes and Mr. Lewis, we've been looking for you. Where have you been? And he goes, meet my friend Raj. He just knew, even though I didn't realize that I was parched, but Raj got, and he goes, so you're a limousine outside. And he goes, Raj, God bless you. So nice of you. Keep up the faith. I say, yes, sir. And he walks away, gives me a hug. The guy comes back and says, did you know who you just met? I say, I told me his name is John. He's from Atlanta. I rattled. So do you know who's John? I said, well, sir, I'm not sure. I have, uh, I have no idea. I'm rather new in the country. I'm, I'm, I just moved in 2005. And so I'm not sure. And he goes, do you know Martin Luther King? I said, of course. I said, do you know his right-hand man, John Lewis? Martin Selma? I said, oh, my God. So you just met him. And I go, holy moly, a piece of history had just given me a big hug. So these are moments of truth that, that when you are driven without the title, without the position, without any entitlement, and truly be a server, magic happens. And that, that's my life so far. So again, you know, it's about when people get tired, you get wired. People spend from their wallet, but they buy from their heart. Heart is all about he who has the art. I just go in circles with that. Right. And then these become your guiding principles, I guess. Sorry, I digress, but I had to share no, this. No, no, but I love these stories because again, what you're talking about is you're just, you're delivering, and this is, I think, the whole thing when it comes to exceptional service and hospitality. You're going to treat everybody like a VIP. Absolutely. And then come to some, find out, like, oh, wow, they actually were somebody pretty important, and you have these funny stories. <laughs> but, it's, but, but again, it's you were just treating them like how you treat everybody else, with and with no pretension and without a need for anything extra. It was literally serving from the heart. And so, and they knew that and they could sense that because they know, they know when somebody's, you know, maybe buttering them up or doing something nice, they want something or whether it's coming from a genuine place. And I'm sure you stood out to them just as much as after the words where you were like, oh my gosh, I had no idea that that's who that You know, the way it gives you the goosebumps. So the moment of that aha that stays with you forever. That was my Oscar, to be honest with you. I I love that. When I was least expecting, was all for a bottle of water. Literally, that's on the street, not even as a hotel guest. And that's the, and I teach that now to everyone. You know, it's all about that beauty of uh, doing whatever you like is freedom. However, liking whatever you do is happiness. Um, people spend from their wallet, but they always buy from their heart. And it's all about that connection beyond any scientific approach to the work. And of course, in hospitality, especially in luxury, it's about the art and the science. The science yes. of serving coffee is the coffee cup is clean, there's a spoon, the sugar and the milk is there, and the coffee is piping hot. Great. Those are nuts and bolts. The art is how do you go about telling the story? Every hotel is a good story. 
you have to become a good storyteller. So that's my endeavor now. Whichever hotel I try to manage, I try to create storytellers irrespective of their titles. I love that. That's so, so true. Okay. Okay. I want to dive into some good things here. You've, you've given us so much just fresh out the gate. Um, let's talk about your property. Can you just give us like a quick little intro on the Daxton and what maybe what makes it unique? I know obviously art and design play a big role throughout the property. So just give us a little tease for those that might not be aware of the property. 100%. So, you know, Birmingham is such a beautiful, affluent, affable town. I had no idea. I When I got the job, someone said, oh, we would love to have you in Birmingham. And I said, I don't think I want to move to Alabama. And they said, no, there's not Alabama. There's Michigan. I said, no idea. And so once I landed there, uh, I was absolutely enamored by the hotel, by the community, by the town. People from all over the world live here. You talk about movie stars. You talk about entrepreneurs. You talk about the three big uh, giants of you know, the Chryslers, the GMs, and the Fords, the, the old money. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. And so far, Mr. Mark Mitchell, who is the visionary behind this beautiful hotel, who has named it after his five-year-old son. His oh. five-year-old kid is Daxon. And so he, you can imagine when you talk about the main ingredient in any food is love. The main source of DNA, pride, passion, purpose behind this beautiful, or, uh, uh, let's just call it a beauty. Uh, is the love, and that is Daxton, a five-year-old kid. So when Daxton is telling Mama, I want to go to my hotel, he means it. It is his hotel. It is named after him. And so when you talk about in a beautiful bubble, Daxton, and I may be mixing a few things in my head here, but you talk about the world, the way it has changed now, right? I mean, people uh, have issues with prospect and refuge. Uh, the fact that airlines are canceling flights, the fact that travel has become more cumbersome and difficult, the fact that pandemic has created so many limitations and do's and don'ts, uh, people are beginning to find their own gems in their own backyard. Daxon is yes. that hidden gem. Daxon is that beauty that has quickly become the dynamic force, the darling of the community and within Birmingham and beyond. I mean, I had the CEO of Land Rover and Jaguar from London who stayed with us, completely blown away. The whole idea of we are becoming that melting pot for all these people, worldly travelers, to find us and go, Daxon gets it right. Daxon understands the beauty of high-touch and high-tech experiences. Daxon is thoughtful. Daxon is kind. Daxon is generous. But Daxon also is very humble and approachable. And that's the whole idea. So Daxon is unique in so many um, ways that it's a beautiful, small, 151-room hotel with 30 suites. Yet it has its own apiary. We have two hives now with two wow. beautiful queen bees and 60,000 bee, worker bees producing our honey at this moment as we speak. We have our own bespoke bikes that have just come along. We do things where people go, wow. Simple example, I'm gonna show it to you now. Everyone travels with their own toothpaste, right? So I'm gonna show it to you, toothpaste. It's not, it's just our toothpaste when someone requests. We give them marvelous. But people generally travel with their toothpaste. In four seasons, I learned 30, 25 years ago that the toothpaste will always have a tail. That you know? And to push the tube or the paste, you twirl the tail to show that you have noticed and you have touched it. Well, after you do the next step now, meet Daxton toothpaste squeezers. This is a simple, small thing. Yet when it goes on your toothpaste and you take it as a gift with you. Now, you could be in Tokyo, you could be in Thailand, you could be in Timbuktu. Every time you look at the toothpaste squeezer that is with your toothpaste, it reminds you of us, nobody else. When you are sitting in my banquet room with a boardroom setup, I actually give you sports cars. What's that? With a wow. Daxon sports car. What is it? It's a sports car, but it also is sugar-free mint. Oh my goodness. 
why sports car though? Because I'm in a motor city. So how do you embrace the community? How do you engage the, 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 the personality of where you are? If you came to my human resources office, it doesn't look like a human resource office. We call it people and culture. One side of it is an ode to the Motown because it's all about music in Detroit. And one side is all about the motors. And the Motown side has a guitar. And my staff, my associates, my gems, my jewels don't come down to complain. They actually come down to jam. I posted that on LinkedIn. I got almost 10,000 likes within one hour because there was a chef who sat down and just jammed his guitar in a human resource offices with the director of people and culture. Again, we're trying to do something completely out of the norm where the experiences are so high touch that the guest at once goes, oh my God, think about this. When we know the guest has traveled abroad from abroad or a long flight from West Coast, we provide them these beautiful beaded eye masks. And these are chilling in a refrigerator that we provide them on a tray that you can put on your eyes and it instantly relaxes and refreshes you. And so I can go on and on. We can talk about sustainability and I can tell you another gamut of things we do. But at the end of it, Daxon is a hotel that is surrounded by art and that art is now being captured. And I, again, as I said, I'm a storyteller in, in my bedtime story cards. Oh my gosh. Wow. I, don't give you, I don't give you chocolates. Every night on your pillow, you will get a story about the hotel that tells you about the one-of-a-kind, 24-carat mechanical gold horse Nowhere else can be seen in the world, right? That gallops. Uh, story about our beehives, as I was just talking about. That's incredible. One evening you get to know about Stephen Rowe, who's from Australia, yeah. who actually lives in LA, who was a yeah. ballerina dancer, then became a painter, and now he's the most sought-after artist in the world. We have wow. his paintings all across the hotel. My young and dynamic chef. We talk about him and one of his recipes, right? This is amazing. Uh, the I geo. The geode bar, the geode, the geodesic dome under which people come and sit down is the guy called Andy Lafsky, who is the man who created the New York ball drop at Times Square. That's the geodesic dome that people come and sit under. Greta had the pleasure of sitting here and watch this. That's the latest hidden gem that's about to come out. And I'm sharing it as a sneak peek. I worked with Bob Dylan and his team because they have their own distillery called Heaven's Door after his famous song. Wow. And we are now creating our own rendition, our own bespoke single barrel whiskey called Daxton by Heaven's Door. And that's coming up. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh, wait, you, this is like, you're, you're seriously blowing me away. I mean, for anybody that, that um, you know, if, if Daxton was not on your radar, it needs to be on your radar. And I love your whole holistic approach. So I want to keep things going here because there's so much more I want to hear. Um, you mentioned something just uh, briefly, you know, when you were just talking about high tech, high touch in hospitality. I know that's something you're big about. Um, can you just share a little bit of your thoughts on that? And then we'll, you know, kind of continue and look at the industry as a whole? I think I may have already rattled out of my passion about things that we do that are literally high touch centric uh, yeah. based. But think about this, when you're traveling as a single traveler and you get a king room, with a king bed, uh, I can promise you, you don't travel with a tape measure to exactly measure the middle of the bed to say, I'm going to sleep there. You choose a side, right? And for us, that is Intel for my daily housekeeping service team. You have either BS or WS. No matter which hotel you go to, the bed will have only two sides. One side will be towards the bathroom, hence BS. One side will be towards the, the window, hence WS. Based on the telltale signs, they make notations of that. That becomes the intel for the turndown evening experiences. So they go and do all the rituals of placing the plush foot mat that we have on that side, slippers on that side, water bottles on that side, story cards, on that side. So when the guest comes back to their room, 
it's an elegant, subtle awareness and a feel go, oh my God, someone actually took notice of which side of the bed I slept. Hence, all the rituals were done that way. That's just one example of high touch. Uh, high touch uh, is something, again, um, low hanging fruit. If you have the yeah. server's attitude in respect of your title, you will pick up on it and you, you will go a little beyond than that exactly. in terms of surprise and delights. That's one example. I love that. Okay. Um, so this is, an, and I, I know you're going to have some interesting insights on this just because I can already tell by how you're building out company culture. So obviously right now we can't talk about the hospitality industry without acknowledging where we're kind of at there. Uh, GMs are having a hard time recruiting talent right now. What are you seeing? And then what solutions do you think could maybe be implemented? What should people be thinking about to help attract and retain employees in this time where we're having this sort of quote unquote hiring crisis? Absolutely. Again, I think uh, this may sound a bit stern, but I say this with utmost humility to all the leaders out there who are trying to hire. Don't hide behind the excuse of pandemic anymore. Do not that get so, especially in luxury, especially in luxury hospitality, don't get so focused on your margin that your mindset becomes marginal. Focus on revenue, focus on creation, focus on concepts, focus on finding the talent and pay them well. Don't promote them when they have come to your office twice now, knocking on your door, complaining. In my six months of being here, I've promoted at least 15 people from within because they have proven their mark. And I don't want them to wait when they will get promoted. I, as a servant leader, should have the attitude to then surprise and delight them. And that's what is happening. One associate, one leader at a time. Uh, but again, pay them the best. Be the pay, best pay master. If you want champagne at a beer taste, go figure. And if you want champagne, then be prepared to pay for that champagne, sparkling gem and a jewel that has come knocking on your door, wanting to find a footing, just as that young, beautiful girl called Sarah back in 2001, out of nowhere, found her first stepping at the Four Seasons Georgetown. Just connecting the stories here. But whole idea is pay them well. You know, I am the best pay master. I pay 100% health benefits to our employees, 100% covered. We provide them free parking, provide them free, beautiful home cooked meals by our chef. That takes personal pride. I refuse to call it an EDR. I refuse to call it a cafeteria. It's called Cafe Dax. It's actually a beautiful uh, restaurant for our staff, for our associates, right? For our gems and jewels. Pay them well, look after them well. But most importantly, someone said once, if you train them well, they will leave you. If you treat them well, they may not want to. And so I'm focused on the treatment. And think about culture, culture of communication, collaboration, celebration. The moment a guest highlights one of our associates' name, I don't care. I get my six <laughs> executive committee leaders. We go barging in, in front of the guests, at the front desk, or in the restaurant, and make a big deal out of it. Even the guest who's in the process of checking in gets completely psyched and sucked into it and goes, oh my God, this is so freaking cool. And that's the whole idea. Don't get stuck into your parameters uh, or boxes. Break those shackles. Think out of the box. Go out of your way. As I just said, Saxy Construction is building this huge, one of the best uh, renditions of uh, restoration hardware, literally next to us. It's 94 degrees today. Nothing to do with us. It's two years from now before that structure will come up. But I had my servant leaders with me. We had trolleys upon trolleys of water bottles and ice cream sandwiches for around 50 people there who are working as construction workers because it's 94 degrees outside. Yeah. Again, it's about the heart. And so I can go on and on, but I'll stop right there. The whole idea is 
How do you build your team? You build your team by emulating the same values, lead from front, boots and ground, inspect what you expect, be in the trenches, be one amongst them, break bread with them. Don't become a GM who only eats in the restaurants. Sit down in your cafe decks, take pride in it, break bread. There's power in breaking bread together. It creates bonds. And so I think, again, I'm preaching to the choir at many levels, so my apologies, but I think at some human, sincere, childlike level, you really have to be a server deep in your soul more than you anything else. You do. I, and I, I feel silly saying this, but you gave me chills again. Oh, <laughs> you're just, you're just like, no, because it resonates so much. And it's like, and what you're, you're speaking about, I know that those listening also are going to feel that way. And, and I mean, I, I swear after, you know, not only this conversation, I'm sure any conversations where people get to learn more about you, I can only imagine anybody would be just knocking and banging on the doors to be like, I want to work there. I want to work there. So please, hold I mean, hands. I'm waiting for you. Yes. I mean, and, and, but that's the whole thing is, is that you set the tone from within. Um, I mean, a lot of that was, you know, part of, I mean, even like that was kind of what my, my book was about is this notion of this hospitality from within. It also is within the business, you know, the, within the property and how do you treat your staff? So, I, that's why I, I, love it. Sarah, I have pocketbook guides. I don't have it in me at this moment. I had because I moved here. But my pocketbook guide actually talks about Daxton is defined by art, as we spoke. But that ART actually is an acronym, and A stands for astounding decor that we have. R stands for refined experiences that we create, and T stands for timeless traditions that we celebrate all the time. Right. And so the whole idea of how do you create the culture of uh, resonance where it kind of evokes the pride, the passion, the purpose from within in respect mm -hmm. of your times. At Daxton, it's all about service. Yes. And C-R-B-I-C-E is an acronym. I can rattle, but I won't take your time. Uh, smile, eye contact, recognition, voice, inform, goes on and on. Uh, at Daxton, we are real. We're not, you used that word earlier when we were talking about it. We're not pretentious. We're not, uh, you know, uh, faking it. We are real. R-E-A-L, again, about refined experiences, about authentic engagements about engaging your community and being loyal to each other and to your community and to your guests. And that's the whole idea of being real. And so the more I simplify and the more I teach or train or process, if you will, this way, day in, day out, every day without fail. And then I think Greta was part of my jump starts. We call them our jump starts a few times when she was visiting us a few months ago. Uh, that's the cadence we follow consistently. And eventually it sticks. Eventually, it works on you as a magic. Yes. No, it, it really, it really does. And, um, and again, it's just like hearing you all, like everything that you're kind of like spelling out. I know it might be certain things that we know, but hearing you share it with such passion, by the way, is so invigorating. So, um, but I, I want to, you know, get a couple more thoughts from you before we wrap up today. Um, kind of in, in honor and theme of, of what the, the notion is of this podcast, all about travel being redefined. Things have shifted over the past couple of years. Um, so combined with that and, and maybe what you might be focusing on, how do you see travel being redefined? I think travel has become impulsive, has become in the moment, has become, uh, you know, the pent-up demand, the pent-up desire is real. We have to embrace it. We have to acknowledge it. We have to applaud it. And we have to be ready for it. And that means hire well, prepare well, create proper layers of leadership so that you, when charged, those champion prizes can provide the champagne bubbles in terms of service experiences, right? And so the whole idea of uh, looping it and becoming one with what's happening around us, as I was saying, uh, alluded to it earlier, um, 
guests are beginning to actually find beauty in discovering those hidden gems in their own backyards. Staycation has come back in big style. Um, respect it. Treat it well. Treat them like, oh my God, right? A celebrity has come to your doors. And so again, don't compromise on your price points because that's not the technique. A lot of hotels are actually, you know, just slashing the price points, letting their ADR go down to the drain just to fill the house. Yeah, heads and beds is important, but not at the cost of doing the right way uh, of business where the expectations and the experiences are met. And that means we charge this price point, but with that, when you walk in, you are not checking in. It's an arrival experience. You are greeted with a glass of champagne. There's an escort that takes you all over the room to give you a proper orientation. Uh, there are no plexiglasses in front of you that creates that barrier. I mean, the virus crossed barriers throughout the world. A plexiglass with all openings around you is not, so let's not fool each other. Let's yeah. not get wrapped in that nonsense and breathe easy. Uh, yeah. Understand the science behind it. At the end of it, anything in life is all about the art and the science of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so embrace the art understand the science and do the right things where guests who are impulsive, in need, wanting to go on a whim, uh, be prepared for them, treat them well, uh, create amazing experiences for them. So I think uh, once you become that hidden gem that now is not hidden anymore, uh, you got to, to actually shine from within so many ways. Yes, I love I love that. And you touched on so many different things that we are seeing, these shifts that have happened. Okay. You mentioned some of this a little bit, but I really want to draw some attention to it because it's, I know you're going to have some amazing insights, um, especially being so service-driven and oriented. Uh, we have a lot of uh, listeners that are hoteliers. Um, and when it comes to understanding, you know, five-star service, it's not about, you know, our exterior. So what does five-star service mean to you? You touched on it a bit more, but I'd love to just like hone in on that specifically. I think, you know, the five-star service is all about people spending from their wallet, but buying from their heart, mindset, concept. Um, five-star, again, a low-hanging fruit. Uh, if you have it, you have it. I have experienced, let's call it luxury, not five-star, because five-star is a patent of Forbes and whatnot. But let's call it luxury, uh, luxury experiences. I have experienced luxury, Sarah, in a mom-pop grocery store because... Uh, John said, oh, my God, Mr. Ratke, so good to see you. Did you bring the same canvas bag which had a big elephant painted on it? And I'm going there for a month. And a damn little kid remembered me and my bag. Now, that is luxury. And yet, luxury has eluded me, unfortunately, at the Whole Foods because somehow culture has shifted there. And the whole idea of staying true to your values, your core values, uh, and having the server's spirit, innkeeper's spirit, in respect of your title. So I think... That has created a pivoting uh, moment of truth in terms of what luxury experiences should be all about. Luxury needs to be kind. Luxury needs to be thoughtful. Luxury needs to be gracious. Luxury also needs to be real and not pretentious. Most importantly, luxury needs to be humble. And in these times, when you stay humble, you don't stumble. Okay, you are dropping these amazing things. I can't believe it. Like every, first of all, not only is everything that you're saying so spot on, but I love it that you say it. And then there's a little twist of a little rhyme to it at the end. So um, you guys- uh, yeah, I said, I'm a storyteller, it comes from my heart. I don't prepare, I don't think. As I connect no, with you a little, but here we are. 
But this is what I love about it is that it's coming from such a genuine place. You know what I mean? It's so cool. So, okay. So, um, you know, I want to go ahead. This has been such an incredible interview, um, but would love to hear for those that are tuning in, maybe um, you could just share a little bit what might be happening next for uh, Daxton. Like what should we be on the lookout for? I think Daxton is consolidating itself. It's all about creation, consolidation and continuity. So we are in this stage of creation uh, and we are blowing it out of the park. We just want to have one hotel that does it right in so many ways that it becomes the most sought after uh, home away from home for so many people from all over the globe and locally and for our people uh, within 10, 15, 20, 30, 200 mile radius. I mean, the amount of guests that are driving from Chicago, insane. Uh, we are lapping them up. You know, it's, it's beautiful. We have one of the biggest yeah. malls called Somerset Mall uh, in the entire Midwest that happens to be in Birmingham, uh, literally five minutes away from the hotel. And so many people come for shopping and they're staying with us now. So the staycation, the leisure market, uh, the yeah. corporate travel is opening up. The big, big three giants uh, are in, 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 in Detroit area. And, and the fact that the motor industry is on the cusp of a new renaissance with you know, touchless driving and electrical vehicles and you name it, all the bells and whistles, that whole rhythm is unfolding here. And so all these big, big C-suite executives coming from all over the world are staying with us. And so, again, understanding what your market, what your target clientele is, and then being ready to receive yes. them with grace and humility. And so I think that's where we're at at this moment. That's exciting. Okay, so I actually do want to circle back to one quick question to wrap everything up, because I know that this will be interesting. Shifting gears, we have travelers that also tune in. If you could give one travel tip to a travel consumer, to a guest, what would that, what would that travel tip be? You know what? Don't plan too much. Go with the flow. Travel easy. Travel light. Disrupt. Be a disruptor for God's sake. Don't wake up at 6 a.m. if you wake up at 6 a.m. every day for your work. Wake up at 9 o'clock in that plush bed and order some tea in the bed. Enjoy in-room dining. Go to the fitness center and leisurely enjoy that Peloton or the mirror by Lululemon that we have fixated and do some yoga stretches. Smell the roses. Enjoy the honey that is coming out of that beautiful hive that we have. The whole idea. Take the bike. Go for a stroll. Do a picnic in our shade park. Let go. Sometimes to let in, you have to let go and to let in the new energy, new mindset, new way of thinking. Sometimes we all have to take a pause and we'll take that pause and let go. The flooding of the new wave of energy and the engagement is productive. It actually refreshes you, recharges you, sets you in terms of again, going back into the world of grind, if you will. So as a traveler, travel easy, travel light, uh, but be the biggest disruptor. Break all your norms, break all your routines, and just embrace. Take some of that place with you and leave some of you behind. That's how memories are made. I love this. And Raj, I can't tell you enough, like you and I are so similar. That is, oh, when I when I talk to travel consumers, that is the exact same advice, said in a little bit of a different way, of course, but I love what you're sharing. Well, another way because my, my vocabulary is limited, so I'm sure it's much better coming from you. No, but no, it, was, it just, but I agree with you. I told, resonates with me, especially as somebody who used to plan so much of people's vacations. I would say plan, but don't over plan. Leave breathing room in the schedule for you know, special for a, for a quick chuckle, Sarah, don't be so fixated on plan A. Yes. If it doesn't work, 
There are 25 more alphabets, for God's sake. <laughs> I love this, exactly. I love it, I love it. Well, there you go, there you have it. That is it for today's show. Raj, thank you so much for joining us today. You shared Pleasure, incredible insights. I'm so excited about your property. Your, your, your passion for hospitality is just infectious. And this has been a true delight. So thank you so much. Thank you for your time. Allowing me to share my story with you. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, for those that are tuning in, I hope you enjoyed today's show. We'll definitely be leaving uh, information on how you can get in touch with Raj and or find out more about the beautiful Daxton Hotel. I'll have all of those details in the show notes. So uh, thank you all for tuning in and stay tuned for a future episode. Well, there you have it. Thank you for tuning in to Travel Redefined. Hopefully you've taken away something from this week's guests and that you too are excited to see how travel is evolving. Don't forget to leave a review if you enjoyed today's episode and subscribe so that you won't miss out on the amazing conversations to come. And until next time, keep on traveling. <laughs>